Welcome back to another episode of The Way in Punters. Uh, big weekend. Group 1 Racing's back, mate. Uh, it's, it's been and gone. This is where the CF4 down at Sandown. Animo's back. Insecret's back. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, the protest. Oh, the All protest. Oh, I don't want to get started on the protest. In fact, the... Uh, I was on German order. Yeah. I did get paid out, admittedly. Oh, that's all right. But the yeah, Punters right. Club that we had at the the track on Saturday, we had a cash bet on Gentleman Roy, which didn't get paid out. Um, you got to, you got to take advantage of all the promos available, I guess. That's so. right. But uh, no, look, personally, I mean, profit talk aside, I thought it would be dismissed. I thought it should have been upheld. Yeah. I think the margin... Okay. I think that the horse, if it didn't suffer interference, he would have went past him, so... Yeah. See, I don't know if he had enough time to get past him. I thought it was too close to the winning post. Okay, well, that was fair enough. That's what that's yeah, I also so. thought. I also thought, watching the head-on, that the stablemate to Jackano, I'm Thunderstruck, has rolled into Nugget. Nugget's then shifted into Jackano and put Jackano half a, half a horse closer to Gentleman Roy in the first place. So if there's not that bump to push him in, Gentleman Roy might not have brushed him. Okay. but did, So that interference happened before... Yes. Yeah, so he he had a line where Gentleman Roy had no right to take. No, no, no. He'd secured a line of running. Yeah, but he's been shifted closer to Gentleman Roy by the stablemate from the outside. And in, at the same instant. At, at the same Instantaneously. Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was all happening. I don't know about that. I thought he secured a line of running and the other horse uh, took it and... Yes, um, there was there was another horse to his outside, which I, I guess uh, exaggerated the interference. But mm. that's right. I think Gentleman Roy deserved the Group One. Yeah, he's okay. a tough well, bugger. Fair he's a tough bugger. He was headed. He was he was gone. But anyway, um, anything from that race to take out of it? Uh, I thought Mr. Brightside was really good myself. Uh, probably entitled to given the way the race was run and. Um, Whatnot, but I thought towards an all-star mile, he might be the horse to, to keep a close eye on there. Yeah, I like I liked uh, I think I found struck was good first up. Yeah. The market loved him. I think they did. Started about three dollar ten favourites yeah, yeah, really so the market really liked him, which is a good sign for this preparation. Yeah. Um, I thought he loomed to win. Um, I don't think it was a very fast run race and I just think he peaked on his effort, so yeah, I think he went well. Yep, uh, that was Melbourne. Uh, one horse that hasn't uh, seen the good side of protests is the champion, Animo. He was back. Um, he was back. Yeah, great. Let's back. talk about the ride. Great yes. ride by James. Fantastic ride. Aggressive early. So, like most blokes on him, probably from that draw, just uh, first up. Yeah, probably just a little bit soft on him. Just yeah, yeah it, 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 I actually said we were, we were at the at the pub, and I, I said, Gee, I said, Jack's going to lead on Animo here. I thought he was going to push on and and can like properly control it, but to end up one one from where he was. And, yeah, it was basically yeah. over as soon as he landed there. So great riding, yeah. James. Um, yeah, as I was saying, I reckon most jocks would have been happy to to land two lengths further back than he did. So yeah. I think um, that horse has got a great record when he can land in the first four or five in running, and um, he landed there on, on Saturday, and it was all over. Yeah, well, ultimately, really, you talk about that sort of the, the speed map or like the position in run for a horse like Animo. If he can use that tactical speed in his two-year-old season in the Blue Diamond and the Golden Slipper, you can argue that he probably would have won both of those races. Um, and now that he's sort of worked out how to hold a spot, we see a different horse. Yeah, very good horse. A very, very good horse. 
Um, another good horse from that same stable, mate. In secret, she was back. Uh, yeah, she was outstanding. She was I think. Um, I think. Uh, I think Nash was kidding to her until the furlong. She was a bit slow away, which is a slight concern, which she was slow away in the trials too. But um, yeah, I think he only probably got to the bottom of her in that final furlong. She had the equal second best last two hundred of the day. Super win. Um, as we get to fourteen hundred and beyond, uh, well, I don't know. I think they're actually going back to a new market after this yeah. round. But she's going to be very hard to beat in that Group One. She is, mate. So I would have liked her uh, to have missed the kick by about an extra half a stride, just for my own pocket on Sunshine in Paris. But anyway, we won't uh, we won't dwell on the past because it, it was a good weekend, mate. But from that same race, the first horse we're going to add into the Black Book. A lot more love. She was a winner of the Reginald Allen in the spring there on Everest Day. Then she went and took on the boys and she was beaten by uh, a very good horse, a Group 1 winner in Golden Mile there in the calendar. Presnell, Communist, was second in that race. Um, she resumed in really nice fashion. Out the back, but she had that sort of, maybe not necessarily flashing light, because I think there were a few others in the race that might have had that flashing light on them, like Madame Pomery, but it was certainly uh, an eye-catching enough run probably the last hundred and then through the line. Yeah, I think she was um, really good. Uh, she really, I mean, she won a maiden at Hawkesbury and, and then she won that black type race, which was a strong race where she got up on the fence and she was really good. And then she, as she said, as you said, she chased home Golden Mile, but she's a, she ticked off that mile box yep. last preparation. She's by Sebring, so I'm not exactly sure where she gets to, but she has ticked that mile box, so. I think that they'd at least be looking to get back to a mile. Um, I've written down here the Australian Oaks at yep. $51. So I think that might be a good play, whether or not she's a, a stayer. You don't have to really be a stayer to, to win an Australian Oaks. No, I think um, any Oaks, to be completely honest. That's There's right. A lot of horses, that, a lot of fillies that, I've, that we've seen win Oaks just on just on class alone. Yeah, well, class got her there, and class will get her there. And um, we, we saw it in the last... Um, the last big oaks with uh, she's, she's extreme. extreme. Yeah, she probably not a, a she's probably not a stain type. Yeah, I think no. she was by a, a she by extreme choice. She is extreme yeah. choice. So um, you wouldn't have expected her to stay twenty five hundred metres, but she did uh, in her three year old season. Yeah. I thought this filly was really good. She went back from the wide draw. She began with them. She just couldn't stay in touch early. Yeah. Um, happy to settle back, get some cover. She had the fifth best last 400 metres of the day and then she really knuckled down. Her two, her last 200 metres was equal to that of uh, In Secret, so she's done a terrific job. Further the better, she strips for the next start. I don't think she's probably in the same class as In Secret, yeah. um, so I don't think she can win a, a surround stakes, but um, maybe once they get to a mile and beyond, that's where she's going to hit her straps. Yep, there's a race by the name of, I think it's the Farlap Stakes that Hungry Heart won a few years ago. That was a 1500. 1500. 1500. That would be the ideal sort of race there. Not necessarily B grade, because they're still top top class fillies, but you're probably not going to bump into the likes of In Secret, Zoo Gotcha, maybe not even a Madame Pomery sort of in that sort of field. I think the boys are eligible for that. Too. I think they are too. But yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It is a, sort of a, a second stringers race. Yep. Uh, one horse that you're going to give a special mention to, mate, and I thought she was the one of the ones to follow out of it was Revolutionary Miss. She darted back sort of in through the pack and it was probably a little bit hidden there by the horse to her outside, but she finished fifth and she was really strong, mate. Yeah, she was really good. I thought she was, um, she was in limited room, so yes. I don't think we really saw the best of her there, but she was really strong through the line, as you said. Um, she had a top five last 200 of the day, so... 
yeah, she can only come on from that, and yeah, definitely deserves a special mention. She'll be right in there in these three-year-old races, especially when In Secret goes on that sprinting course that she is uh, yeah. going. Yes, she is. Uh, the next race, mate, the Apollo, we've already touched on that. That was, of course, won by Animo, but uh, the horse that she ended up finishing, was it third, Fangirl? Yeah, third. Third behind the stable, mate, hinged. Uh, she was really good, wasn't she? We sort of touched on a few of her trials and how, like, just off off air, I guess, um, I think we both have tickets on her in the Doncaster. Um, she was, it was a really good first up run. Yep, and I think $11 in that Doncaster is a, a good play still. Um, yeah, just no intent early from the low draw, so that's uh, probably Chris Wallen when he doesn't think that they're ready, or um, he's got a bigger goal in mind yeah. later in the preparation. So they just let her find her feet, um, went back to the inside, um, she probably held up for a stride or two, but uh, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have troubled the winner anyway. But um, she was probably the worst part of the track. Yeah. She had the best last four and two hundred meters of the day. Uh, once we get to a mile handicap, she's going to be very hard to beat. Very hard to beat. Yeah, down in the weights. Uh, You've got. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up the the market for it, but of course the uh, the chipping Norton. Is it going to be a fortnight from Saturday, which of course that'll be a rematch with NMO if they go there. Uh, Chris Waller has trained 10 of the last 12 Chipping Norton winners. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go. Well, I don't think she can beat, I don't think she can no. beat him, um, just because he's he does have that tactical speed and yep. he will be in front of her unless uh, unless he draws really poorly and it's uh, he just he's three dead without cover or something like yep. that. Um, all, all things being even, I think that he's got the wood on her, and yeah. that's obvious. But um, once she gets away from him into a, a race like a Doncaster or um, another similar race, you've also got the you've got so you pretty much the like the way that it, like, I mean I'm not going to try and train Chris Wallace horses. I'll leave that to him. But in terms of sort of can't like racing calendar wise, you've got from that a uh, that Apollo stakes that we just had. You've got two weeks into a Chipping Norton, two weeks into a Coolmore Classic where she can. Take on the mares, and yeah, you cool imagine it's very right. hard to beat in a race like that. And then, of course, you sort of another another two weeks into I don't know what's after that. But then you got the Doncaster, basically a month from a month from the Coolmore. So um, yeah, so, the Coolmore's a set weight race, so yes, that wouldn't, wouldn't not suit no. at all. Um, but yeah, I think Ramwick's probably going to be her go. Um, Cornwall's at, at Rose Hill but yep definitely um, so I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Chris goes that path because uh, she's going to be well placed against her own sex absolutely um, and then actually just before we do quickly move on I was just going to it's just a bit of a random stat almost the two horses that we've put in our black book already here a lot more love than Fangirl both won their Reginald Allen in the spring Oh. Back to back years. So Fangirl yeah. won it two years ago. A lot more love last year. Yeah, Fangirl went. Like, I think James rode in that day. She went she like did. a, a yeah. jumbo jet. No, she went to Jumbo and won the car one. She did. She did. There's your fun stat punters. Uh, another horse from that same race, Stockman. Yep. Um, he was sort of probably, it was almost a, maybe not quite identical to what he did in the wing stakes first up in the spring, but same sort of set up, 1,400 against horses like Animo, Hinged, Fangirl, out the back, hit the line strongly. Yeah, I think he got closer in that, uh, that race last yeah. year, but um, this race was, wasn't run to suit at all. He just obviously got left behind when they... Um, when the sprint went on, but he warmed up through the line. He had the sixth best last 200 metres of the day. And I just was looking, I was looking for a horse that um, we can follow. 
um, and he's sort of the one that is. Well, it was a good last. Yeah. Good last. So I think yeah. we can follow him. There, there's plenty of twenty six dollars about in the Sydney Cup. Yeah. He's definitely going there. Yeah. Um, he started probably about sixteen or seventeen dollars in a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, about that. He had absolutely no luck in that Melbourne Cup. Um, so I can't see. I think he started favourite in this race in the Sydney Cup last year as well. Well, that's what I, I have a feeling. He, I have a feeling that he might have because Sydney. Jewess was going to. There was a big toss up whether she'd go on to a Sydney Cup after a win in the Tankard. Um, he might have finished second. Did he finish second to her in the Tankard? And yes, you'd imagine that it's almost just going to be a carbon copy of like this time last year. The the wet tracks will suit if the rain does come in Sydney, which we've seen it do that the last few years. You've got the, the Tankard there under handicap conditions, so. And he's probably going better. He's probably going better yeah. than he was. Well, I think that spring campaign was the one that he really came of age. And, yeah. and I thought he, I, I was tipping him in that Melbourne Cup. And I had a few tickets on him at $61 when they went up. So I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, um, yeah he just didn't cook the best ride by Sam. Um, might not have been all his fault. But then we're going to Sydney. It's going to be a, a lesser race. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's going to run a, a real race like... There's no way he's a twenty-six dollar chance. I think Not that's against because there, he's like, going there. Yeah, that's, that's that's his. Regardless if if regardless of if he gets there or not, uh, twenty-six dollars. If yeah. he gets there, he just about starts paying. You'd have to think so. I think there's a few sort of imports that we're talking about that are coming over this year. Yeah, I think uh, the Australian Bloodstock crew have brought over a horse by the name of Earl of Tyrone, who is currently a favourite. But I didn't I, see that. I didn't, I didn't know what that horse was. Yeah, but I think he won. I think he won on. Uh, I mean, last Wednesday or Thursday on a synthetic track at Kenilworth, okay. over about over three thousand meters or something. So he's into quarantine now. But, yep. Well, yeah. I prefer to back Stockman at twenty six dollars. Yeah. There are a lot of international horses at the top of that market. Yeah. yeah. We don't even know if they're going to be there. Yeah. No compromise was a good race, but this, you don't have no compromise isn't a, a better chance in this race than Stockman is. No way. No. No. I agree. Okay. I like that. Um, so that's it just for this week, a pretty, pretty yeah, quite, quiet week. Yeah, quite, um, quite um, I think we, we identified one on, uh, on the last show, or the show before, Hasty Duchess. Yes. She's in on Wednesday. No markets out yet. Okay. Wednesday on the Kensington track. What race? Big chance. Um, I think she's in about race six or race seven, so okay. keep an eye out for her. Hasty Duchess, beautiful. Um, this weekend we've got some nice racing again. Of course, we've got the Lightning Stakes uh, there at Flemington. So if you're not in our punters club yet, uh, punters, that's twenty-five dollars. It's sort of filling up nicely now. We've got good numbers in. We're voting system. Voting system. There's going to be so unlike probably if you were in the uh, the Pinnacles or Melbourne Cup week one where it was every horse, every race. We've got a, a little team of uh, our form experts that are going to find five horses or the top five chances that we think are in each race and you'll have those five horses to vote on. So the favourite will be in every in that top five uh, for every race. Yeah, you can say yeah, um, And then the last race, we'll open it up to, to every single horse because that'll be the one where we're, uh, we're piling in. Well, they've just put the market up for the fifth at, at, work, at Randwick on the Kensington and High Court's gone up favourite, $4.60. We were on him at forty-one dollars the other day, and he should have won. James won. goes on, so you've got to pay that James McDonald tax. But yeah. I probably won't be diving in at that four dollars sixty. Not that I was hoping they were going to miss him, hmm. but they did. 
They didn't. No, I mean, Jack really has one that's hard to miss. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's it for my spanners. Silver slipper this weekend. Yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah, lots of good racing. King's Gambit, back. He'll win. Yep, well, He'll let's, win. Let's, let's just see what he does. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, punters. Have a great week, and uh, as always, gamble responsibly. That's right.